Hello there, ghosts and ghoulies. I'm here to talk to you about one of our lovely sponsors on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, Revenge Lover. Stand out from the crowd. For samples and inquiries, please visit revengelover.com. Mention you heard it on the 4i Radio Network to receive 10% off your order. <laughs> now enjoy the rest of the program. <laughs> It's time for another episode of Not Another Bay Horror Cast, don't you know? <laughs> oh, jeez. Welcome. That's right. It's time for a brand new episode of Not Another Be Horcus. I'm really hoping that just relate like people right now. Uh, I'm Steve-O. And I'm Angelica Houston. Oh. They heard it. Okay. But, I uh, don't know who that is. I just uh, I know uh, that name, but I don't actually know. Well, I'm pretty sure our fact checker, which... Uh, <laughs> So we made zero dollars to this month, so you'll be getting a check for zero dollars. Keep up the good work. Uh, but of course, you can find us on 4iRadio.com, Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom, Marketplace, Blackberry Podcast, Mo- Blueberry Podcast, Mirror Guide, Double Twist, YouTube, Swell Radio, Player FM, and Google Play Music, Google Podcast Apps, Spotify, and Podchaser. And also go to 4iRadio.com, click on that Amazon banner, shop like you normally do, we'll get a little taste if you do. And if you're trying to follow us on Facebook, you can go to Facebook.com, not another Horrorcast. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Horrorcast. And if you want to send us a letter, uh, creepy encounter, UFO sighting, something interesting in your past, something interesting in your future, maybe you're cla- uh, clairvoyant. Clairvoyant. Thing. I always said flamboyant. I'm like, that's not the word. Um, <laughs> I had a few. Maybe you are a flamboyant clairvoyant. That I sounds like a sitcom on NBC or Netflix. <laughs> no one steal that idea. Copyright Anna and Steve. Damn right. Um, but uh, but you can write us at notanotherbehorrorcast at gmail.com. With all that said and done, uh, we did not watch a movie this week. Nope. Uh, this is just all about uh, some of the stuff that came out of San Diego Comic-Con. Yep. Um, I thought there was a lot more news, but I probably didn't pay attention. So uh, let's get this road show on the... The road on the show? Go-go. Uh, I saved that. No, you didn't. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> you fucking suck. I know. Settle down, Grift. God, I, I'm... He's a little moody today. I... You woke up on the wrong side of the crypt. Oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> There's a word for you in hell. Oh, I know. I've it's heard it. It's called Bitch. <laughs> That's all you can come up. Fuck you! <laughs> Damn, Crypt is out of the keeper. That's my audition tape, so hopefully HBO's all like, hey. He's a little moody. We should take the Crypt Keeper. 
keeper, keeper, Chris keeper, the Chris keeper guy. Oh, I am. You know what? I'm just gonna do it right now. I apologize for this episode. Apparently. And here I thought I was gonna be low energy. You're gonna be low energy, but I didn't know I was gonna be inebriated. You didn't know you're gonna be inebriated. I call bullshit. <laughs> I do. Get, Get out of out. here. Seriously. Fine. Where's the door? Where's it? Oh, that's a closet. I'll find no, it. it's to, to the left. Hold on. I, I, don't tell me where it is. Well, if you weren't blind. Oh, 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 oh! I'm blind. Why? Because I have two fake eyes. Well, yeah. Again, there's a word for you in hell. What is it, bitch? No, it starts with a C. Oh, that's just me. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> so, crappy person is what I was going to say. So you don't, you just just get out. Crypt I'm trying. Get, I, I I feel like at least with the two eyes you'd be able to vaguely see where you're going, but apparently not. That's a wall. <laughs> oh shit! The stay. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm okay. And eh, nobody cares. It's just a pile of bones at the floor. Toby starts chewing on it. Get away. <laughs> I'm trying to do like a far away thing. And I don't even know if it's yeah, working. That's fine. Uh, yes, but we are back. Brand new episode. Uh, so we'll catch up on our week so far. It's a Wednesday. Uh, this week is dragging. Yes. I'm just going to say it. I couldn't figure out today if it was Tuesday or Thursday, and then I realized it was Wednesday. It confused me, because we went to Chiba Hut, yes. and we usually do that on a Thursday or Friday, so already, yes. like, I'm, I'm walking up going, like, tomorrow's Thursday. <laughs> Fuck. I know. Was I was like, like, yeah, I don't have to wait. Yes, I do. Yeah, ugh. But... It's Thursday, so uh, get ready for, uh, I would have to say, uh, episode 138 is probably going to be a mediocre episode. Hopefully. No, no, no. Uh, usually our episodes are pretty good, I feel. I feel like we give some good content and stuff of that, but I can already feel that I'm like, I'm trying to stay focused, but <coughs> it's not, it's not going to happen. Me. I apologize. Uh, th- thanks. Thanks for that. Uh, like, we don't have enough weird, creepy, zany characters popping up. Because we're too busy carping all them dams. Jeez, oh, do, you, do you even know what that means, Summer? <laughs> I don't need to. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Oh, 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 I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm the greatest, you know, sister in the world with, you know, uh, the whole, you know, oh, I'm older and, and wiser, you, you know, you, you know, shut up, shut up, Summer. Whatever. Marty, Marty, you can't reason with Summer. I don't, I don't know. Why, why are we even here? We're... we're anyways, anyways, uh, yeah. So you, you should totally check out, you know, Podcast C-137, 4i Radio Network. We're pretty good. Yeah, yeah, we got, we got you know, a couple of followers and, and stuff like that. That's right, Marty. We, we just hi, hijacked the hijacked the Be Horrorcast podcast. I'm going to do it again. It's socially awkward. And then I'm going to show up in, in fucking Starfleet Escape podcast. That's right. I'm going to be everywhere. I'm going to be in, 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 in the Power Ranger one. And guess what? New ones are going to come back. Or not new ones, but old ones. And I'm going to be in them too. I'm going to take over. I'm going to take over the entire network, Morty. And there's nothing you can do about it. Because Eric doesn't listen to this. And Eric doesn't have no idea about my, my ideal plan. Oh, jeez, you should have, you know, Eric alone. You know, I think people go to Ohio to die. 
You're right, Morty, they do. They're going to die there. They're going to die in Ohio. Guess what? No one's going to go to their funerals. You know why? Because they didn't take over the network. They died. They, they died there. They, they died in Ohio, Morty. They're dead. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, oh. They're fucking dead, Morty. Jeez. What are you trying to... Are you doing ghoulish, ghoulish overtones? What's... What's going on? Uh, Morty, I'm trying to buy time. Usually we rant and rave, you know, for a good 15 minutes before we dive into news. And we're only at the seven, almost eight minute mark. So, uh, anyways, uh, how was your week? We're out. We're out, bitches. Podcast C, C137. I'm going yeah. to watch TV. You should have you totally recorded that. Could have used it for publicity. Anyways, uh, <laughs> they got bored and left. Oh, God, that was such a good Rick and Morty rant. <laughs> Well, I can always go back and record it or uh, pull it out of the episode. Well, I gotta have. Well, it's staying in the episode, but I'm no, I mean, like pull it out. No, no, no. I I know exactly what you're what you're what you're talking. Yes. Okay. Hold on. Yeah, I know what you meant. Anyways, did you want to? While you're doing that, do you want me to talk about my week? Yeah, yeah. Catch it. Catch up anyway. Uh, my week was boring. The end. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, it was boring. I wasn't kidding about that part, but. Uh, got to hang out with my friend Andrew. That was fun. Um, I, uh, worked on some schoolwork. Still stuck on that stupid cancer paper. Um, which is probably going to end up giving me let's, cancer at let's, this point. Okay, let's back this up a little bit. Okay, the paper is on cancer. Yes. It's, it's not a paper that's physically giving you cancer. Let's, it might be, because this thing is stressing me the fuck out. Like, how you, like, you're just, like, the cancer paper, and I'm just like, okay, is it, like, paper made out of cancer? It's paper made out of Can cancer. Can we save trees with that? It's paper that's... I mean, it's always multiplying. It doesn't it, stop growing. I mean, that seems like a few... Holy shit. It's made out of cancer and it's about cancer and it's about people who are born in the, the astrological sign cancer who have cancer. Um, it's wow. a very cancerous paper. This is a very cancerous episode. <laughs> yes. The cancer, not another B horror cast cancer episode. Yeah, I might you know have... what? It is pretty horrifying to get cancer. So, damn. Okay. Um, um, anyway. Jeez. You, you know, <laughs> dial it back a notch. God. See, this is what happens when I have a Bloody Mary in the middle of the afternoon. Um, that night, I'm starting to get cotton mouth and I need water, which is weird because I haven't even, like... Okay, so we pause? No, that's fine. Um, <clears throat> anyways, how was your week? My week was about the same as yours, went uh, pretty, pretty basic. Uh, I did actually pick up uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. It was a little bit of an early birthday gift to myself. Woo! So I got to play some gaming, but that has nothing to do with B Horrorcast, so... Um, um, yeah, I went to Chiba Hut, uh, had some good beer, some good grubs, and, uh, yeah, that's basically it. Nothing. Grubs nothing are too, delicious. Nothing too crazy that's been going on. So I guess without further ado, uh, we actually do, um, if you want to actually pull this up, because this seems to be probably better read by you, okay. but for our eerie news of the week, we heard a news story that came up on a local radio station out here. Uh, 98 KOPD, uh, Homeburg's Morning Sickness. I know no one cares, but uh, I want to give them a shout-out because I listen to them, Ooh. and they have good stuff. They but um, this is actually very interesting. Uh, it came up there, and I just I, I just like the whole, like... The whole idea how, of it. How, well, the whole, like, I okay, I can get... I understand a certain aspect of it, but then other parts I'm just like... Wow. Okay, just like they were saying. All right, well, without further ado... <laughs> 
It is time for eerie news of the week. Okay, so the Vatican is a weird, mysterious place. Um, and this did not surprise me when they said that they found a bunch of bones underneath the Vatican. But what surprised, okay, this is what didn't surprise me because I assumed, okay, I don't know how long the Vatican, okay, and I'm pretty sure our fact checker will give me the exact date and everything that I have no idea when the Vatican was built. I have no idea how the Vatican, how long the Vatican's been around, but I assume that it's been through a many, many different ages. And at probably a certain point, it had a crypt that that's where they probably put quote unquote bodies of whatever, what popes, preeps, what anybody who's up in that like Catholic kind of fucking popes and cardinals and cardinals and, and all that kind of stuff. So that didn't surprise me at all. But when you're telling me that uh, when they find a, they were searching for a teenager who vanished in 1983 and they were able to find her bones on a pile of other bones. That's when I go, Oh, that's, different see my assumption of bones under the vatican was crypts yeah like coffins and actual proper burials are just buried underneath the vatican but when you're talking about yeah yeah, when you're talking about like actually like literally bone piles and then now you're talking about someone who was thrown in this bone pile in 1983 i'm going uh i assume this died out at like in the 1800s probably oh yeah so uh it looks like thousands of bones had been unearthed in two ossuaries discovered in the vatican city as part of an ongoing search for clues into the disappearance of a 15 year old girl more than three decades ago uh emanuela orlandi who is the daughter of a prominent vatican employee and lived within the walls of the holy city disappeared in the summer of 1983 while on her way home from a music lesson in central Rome. The mystery surrounding Orlandi's disappearance gripped Italians for more than three decades and inspired conspiracy theories involving everyone from mobsters to international terrorists and the highest uh, echelons of the Vatican. Interest in the case was renewed in summer last year when the Orlandi family received an anonymous tip hinting that Emanuela's remains may be located in the tombs of Princess Sophie von Hohenlohe, I don't know, and Princess uh, Charlotte Federica of Mecklenburg in the Teutonic Cemetery. So the the daughter the it's a the daughter of a Vatican employee that disappeared. So Ooh, that's even creepier now. Yeah. Now, do you think the dad did it? So the family had received an image of a sculpture and an instruction to look where the angel is pointing. This led them to, to the Teutonic Cemetery, which is located adjacent to the Grand St. Peter's Basilica and is typically reserved for the burials of German-speaking Catholics. After the Vatican agreed for forensic investigators to open the tombs on July 11th, no human remains nor traces of com- coffins were ever found. The Vatican indicated the remains of the princesses may have been removed during renovation work on the cemetery and surrounding buildings in the 1960s and 70s. Nevertheless, two ossuaries, or chambers in which bones of the dead are stored, were uncovered during their investigations beneath the floor of an area inside the Teutonic College. Investigators subsequently discovered thousands of bones in the chambers, which are believed to uh, correspond to dozens of people uh, a genus, uh, according to somebody, blah, blah, blah. Uh, DNA analysis will now take place on each set of remains, but Vatican spokesman Alessandro Gisardi said the precise data will have to wait 
await morphological evaluations next Saturday. It must be considered that many of the bones being dated and shattered are being dated are shattered, and therefore this increases the number present, many of which are small. This means there may be more fragments of the same bone structure. While the origins of the bones remain unknown, Emanuelo's brother, Pietro Orlandi, who's 60, said the investigation into the ossuaries has been a great satisfaction. In the ossuaries, there shouldn't be any recent bones, so if there are, even if it's not Emanuela Orlandi, it will be a problem for the Vatican, he told CNN. There are hundreds and thousands of bones, and now the Vatican is classifying them by age will investigate the more recent ones. To think if she was buried in the ossuary all these years, just 200 meters from her house, it would be devastating. Uh, the Vatican doesn't want this out and doesn't want to be seen this way, but I finally feel like they have taken a step back and we have moved a step forward. The Vatican responded in a statement according to Reuters saying that it is once again showing its openness towards the Orlandi family and agreeing for investigations to take place in the Teutonic Cemetery, even when only based on an anonymous, anonymous report. Sad is nuts. <clears throat> yeah, it, it's just, but I love the fact that, like, everybody was all like, wait a minute. Um, the, who, why, why, why are you throwing new bones on 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 a bone pile and it's like what, what did the Italian Vatican do they're like oh it's okay this is what we do you know you are you are step out of line you know uh, most of these bodies are the people who uh, you know they uh, they uh, try to uh, make the uh, leaning tower of uh, Pisa straight so we, you know we have to uh, put them on the bone pile well, it's like they—the weirdest thing is like they literally got an anonymous tip telling them to look where the angel was point, like the angel statue was pointing. I've, that's probably like, the that's killer. Bizarre. That's probably the killer. It's either the killer or maybe somebody who like knows about it and doesn't want to acknowledge that they know about it. So this is like the I best want to assume. I want to assume that closure. they're getting. I want to assume that they're getting their new like instead of Zodiac killer, they're getting like the Vatican crypt killer. Oh. And now they're like they're like fuck it. VCK. Everyone's talking about everyone's talking about raiding Area Fifty One and bullshit. I want I want to get famous for shit. <laughs> I mean, granted, you shouldn't murder people, but it, it's uh, you know it's okay. It's uh, it's uh, it's the bone pile. You know, you just have to uh, take it for what it is. The bone pile. And the bone pile. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I I feel like you know after all the other shit you know, <laughs> a lot of us has done. The bone pile seems you know, eh, you know, minuscule. I mean, no, I mean, no, what is the worst? Uh, the, the the child touching or the the bone pile? So now I'm kind of <laughs> curious as to if anyone you're not has really any... doing your uh, country a service, uh, the Pope right now. Hey, it's a give it a gay, you know. <laughs> He's a cooking or something. Ah, he's a cooking or something. <laughs> I don't know. What it's I'm a doing. Stupid. Hat. I love the fact that I'm doing just a terrible like Italian accent, and it just sounds like Mamma Mia, it's me, Mario. I'm a your new Pope. Uh, Luigi, come in here. He's my new Cardinal. Ah, Mario. It just it always makes me think of like freaking Family Guy. Ah, Luigi, get to, oh yeah, with uh, with uh, the Pope whenever yeah. he's like. So the the cardinal comes in. He's like, pop, pop. You need the to floor, get up. The floor is not the hamper. Uh. He's man. And he's like, you need to put on the get up and put on the hat. It's a stupid hat. It's a stupid hat. Pop, <laughs> fine. Uh. And I just love it. Like he's like, 
Yeah, he's, he's like, something. go on, smite them. He's just sitting here for a second goes, he's, he's a coconut Anyway. Hey, paisanos, it's time for the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Everybody now swing your arms from side to side. Come on, let's go into do the Mario. That's my only Italian accent. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I, have, I have that. I have uh, Mario from the video games. And then I eat the pop. I eat something. Uh, so uh, my apologies in advance to any of our Italian listeners. But that's the other thing is like I feel like Italians are very, uh, they're very understanding and they're very accepting of the fact that yes we have this strong accent and we're not going to get offended about it. Like I don't know of any Italian person who's like oh that's offensive to me. So you know what? Kudos to you Italians. You are very good natured and we very much appreciate you and your amazing invention of pizza. Good God, I love pizza. Ah, we did not invent pizza, actually. It was stolen uh, from a crypt creeper. And he, a uh, creeper? Uh, yes, he was uh, creeping into the crypt. That's just where I saw the body. Ah, yes, that's where the body bones, the bone <laughs> part. Yeah, ooh, we blame the creeper. This is like an Italian-German <laughs> Ah, yes, I, my mother was German, and I was, my daddy was the Thai. The Thai? This is the strangest accent I've ever done, and I feel that it's going to destroy me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the strangest accent you've done or, ever done, because you've done it. some weird-ass accents before. That's a pretty weird accent, though. I don't know. The Hitler, no. But the pizza, yes, and you know you got to be. I feel like I want to call him the vague Italian now, mm. where he doesn't really answers any of your questions. <laughs> or it's just like, why were the bones? Why were why were bones from 1983 discovered in a crypt? In a crypt. Well, you see, you know, the crypt, right? And then you got the bones, yeah. And then it just, you know, it's... Uh, they just kind of meet each they, other in the middle. They meet each other, you know, in the middle. And, uh, <laughs> the meatballs are almost done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Swedish German. The Swedish German Italian, yeah. <laughs> it's just Swedish German Italian meatballs. Yeah. Um, so you're not saying that bones shouldn't be in the Vatican. Wait, it's a creep. Well, actually, and you got a creeper who puts the buns in the uh, the thing at the bob and the thing. It Which reminds me, I should see. That reminds me, I should see. If, <laughs> I should really see if Bones actually is a Roman Catholic or if she is some other sect of Catholicism. Uh, speaking of Bones, anyways, so moving on from Bones and Bones, yeah, um, Bob Bones. Bone, 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 Actually, it's bang, bang. I know, I switched to bone. But anyways, we're going to talk about some... There's one story I'm saving to last, since I feel like I'm in this state of... I have to save one story for the final story. But Marvel Studios, they had a big San Diego Comic-Con, but one of the biggest things that came out was the reboot of Blade. So it's funny, though. So the guy, I feel really bad about this. So the the gentleman's name, who is now going to be playing uh, Blade. um, Marshala Ali. Marshala Ali. And I'm all like, oh, cool. I'm like, and Wesley Snipes is fine. 
He's all like, he's like, I heard the news. He's just like, and I, and I'm all for it. Like kind of thing. So I, I have a feeling like if Kevin Feige's smart, he will probably grab Wesley Snipe and be like, you're either going to have a cameo. Or you're going to have something to do with this franchise because how can you not put Wesley Snipes in, in this thing? And especially said, okay, prime example, we did a, we did the Ant-Man movie and you had, oh shit. I forget his name. Michael Douglas? No. Well, yes, you had Michael Douglas, no, but you had a comedian in there. And he actually played Ant-Man in oh. an old skit of Saturday Night Live. Oh. And they were so like, oh, hey, you want to be have a little cameo in this movie? And they put him in the movie for a little bit, in the first Ant-Man movie. I'll point him out to you, and when you see him, you'll be like, oh, okay. You remember the Family Guy episode where Brian's breaking up with Meg, telling he doesn't like her, and then it has oh, like yeah. the... The, mm, the I like that the end. person yeah. uh, for the uh, the deaf the deaf basically yeah. he used to do that on Saturday Night Live they would do little jokes with that where like Chevy Chase would be all like all right and now this message and then it'd be him be like you don't understand but there was an episode where I think it was Superman's funeral mm-hmm. and he actually played Ant Man super at Superman's funeral uh, let's put it this way uh, Saturday Night Live and a lot of people did not know comic books back oh, then okay. so they did do a lot of crossovers because I think John Belushi was Hulk. In that skit, and I'm like, why is the Hulk at Superman's funeral? But this is the sad part, if you think about it. They actually merged the two with no problem, while now we're, we can't even do that nowadays. Well, we can't even get our yeah, entire I, Marvel universe together yet. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, because there was another one with a party where uh, Superman, I think, was played by Bill... Uh, Heater? No, no. I'm talking old school. Oh. Uh, Bill Murray. Oh! Uh, old school uh, Saturday Night Live. I think Captain America might have been... Uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Dan Aykroyd. Really? Yeah, I, I need to go look at that skit because there's a skit where like Superman's throwing a party and then I love it because like, Hulk comes in and it's John Belushi. He's like, I gotta, I gotta use your toilet and he just fucking destroys it. <laughs> like kind of thing. But yeah, it was... I, yeah, there's Wonder Woman there. It was actually very interesting because they had like Wonder Woman, I think like Ant-Man. They had like... Uh, Wasp, I think, is even a character. Like, like if you look at some of those old Sign of Lights skit when they did like the superhero stuff, you're kind of like, wow, they're actually touching upon a lot of superheroes that like we just a lot of people had to learn about just recently with the the Avengers movies. Because like, huh. if you think about Ant Man, Ant Man's been with the Avengers since it started, but a lot of people like were like Ant Man, yeah, that's a superhero, and then you're like, oh, I like Paul. Oh, okay, this is a fun movie, and then you realize, oh no, he's been a character forever, like kind of thing. It's just like one of those weird, yeah, weird kind of things. But anyways, yeah. So, uh, but but I, I I didn't recognize the name, but when I saw his picture, remember uh, the first season of Luke Cage? Yes, Cottonmouth. Really? He's Blade. No shit. And that's the cool part because uh, uh, he even said, "Oh, he's gonna be perfect." Yeah, he even said they were all like they. A lot of people were like they were kind of sad that he died, you know, so early in the in the first uh, season of uh, um, Luke Cage. But he, I really enjoyed his character some of that. So then, yeah. like when I heard his name, I'm like, and I'm I'm bad with names because let's be honest, I don't even know the guy who plays Luke Cage's name. I know when I see him, I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, you're like, Luke Cage! No idea what his name is. Fuck. And let's be honest, uh, the, I think the only one I've learned out of all of them was Charlie Cox. Oh, yeah. Which is Daredevil. Yep. Could not tell you who Jessica Jones is. Nope. And could not tell you who the actor who played Danny Rand. Nope. 
Iron Fist. No idea. I'm Iron Fist. That's all I know uh, about him. I'm so hey. glad. I'm so glad they redeemed him in Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yeah. He actually true. talks correctly. He doesn't brag about how he's the mortal Iron Fist, and he actually knows how to fucking fight <laughs> instead of I'm Iron Fist. Yeah. So the I only thing that was awesome was the patty cake thing in the Defenders. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. And also whenever he's like, I like this one. Well, the thing that sucks was the fact that they finally got the character down a little bit better in season two. And then, of course, everything canceled. Who knows about what they're doing and whatnot. But I think this is great. Uh, I can't wait for Blade. Uh, But it's interesting because uh, I don't think they can do R or they're going to attempt to do R. Oh. Well, it's because it's part of Disney now. Yeah. So, but PG-3, but think about it. If you probably look at Blade, the first one... They would probably be PG-13 It's probably PG-13 now. now. That's true. Like, if you look at that one... You could put uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds in there again. (laughs) You can! No, no. See, that's a good pull. And I highly recommend, since now they own all that, if you do a Blade movie, you should have a cameo by Deadpool. Oh, fuck yeah. Because it'd be all like, I I was in this movie once, but I didn't get to wear a mask. (laughs) And I'm just like back, and I'd be fine with that. Just a little cameo. Seriously, I want Ryan Reynolds to have like a Deadpool cameo in every Marvel movie from now on. I feel like that would be like fucking fantastic. So remember, we talked about this, yeah, uh, probably a while back, but a little shop of horrors uh, oh, yeah. being reimagined for uh, Pasadena Playhouse uh, with a new puppet uh, concept for Audrey too. I do remember us vaguely talking about this. But we didn't know when they were actually going to be doing so, so I'm glad they're using a puppet. Yes. Um, uh, it's coming this coming Halloween season. Sweet. Uh, George Salazar from Be More Chill will be, excuse me, will star in the new take on the classic musical as Seymour alongside, M- alongside MJ Rodriguez as Audrey and... Amber Riley from Glee as the killer plant Audrey 2. The musical is said to feature some deliciously devious new twists, a brand new puppet concept for Audrey 2, and a whole new take on Skid Row. Yeah, all I know, because I remember them talking about actually doing a new movie, and I'm just saying, if you do a new movie, don't CGI that shit. Do a fucking puppet for Audrey 2. Because, like, you can go back to that movie, and it's a fun movie, and it's a musical, and it's like this Broadway kind of play, but fucking Audrey, too, when she gets to that fucking, like, huge version yeah. and just her mannerisms and how the lips move and stuff, like, it just makes you actually think, like, oh, fuck, this is a real living fucking thing. And it's just like, like, let me tell you this. They're doing it with Dark Crystals. Everything's fucking puppets. They even, they even thought about, like, hey, let's do puppets and CGI. And the CGI was not working. They said, fuck it. We're doing all puppets. They literally have these huge sound stages, I think, in England that are just... There. Oh yeah. So I'm you're sure. so what I'm thinking right now I'm like you better keep this series on for a while and actually like tell well, your story and finish it uh Netflix because you just throw a shit ton of money at this. Well, this is the Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, you're talking about the Dark Crystals. Oh, I'm Crystal just talking about Dark Sorry. Crystals. Yeah, no. Little Shop of Horrors. I know this little production is like a, a new It's an re- actual like Broadway like play. Like Broadway play reimagine and stuff like that. It runs but, September 17th to October 20th. But what I know what they're going to do because it's already in production, they already someone bought the rights to Little Shop of Horror. And they want to remake the movie. 
Oh, cool. So what they're probably doing is they're doing this as a test run to see is people still interested in this. Mm. Basically, they could probably make their money back from this Broadway play. And then when they go, yeah, this is actually really hopping. We really like it. Boom. That re that remake movie will probably be put in production. And then I'm you just can saying, already have the puppets set up for Well, no, no. Two. They probably won't use the puppet Why from not? the – because this is how studios work and stuff like oh. that. Broadway, okay, first off, Broadway and studios are completely different. So you know how we've seen like Cats and Chicago and they're all movies and all this great stuff and everything that most of the Broadway people do not see any of that money. Basically what they did is going, we're going to buy your script and pay you outright and then we're going to make 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 the make the, the, the movie version of it. So I'm saying if they make the remake of uh, Little Shop of Horrors, make Audrey 2 a fucking puppet. Like, mm-hmm. don't do CGI. Like, no, I agree. like I think, like, don't get me wrong. Yes, a puppet probably costs more, but fuck, it trust costs me. Longer. Look at fucking Jurassic Park. That fucking animatronic T Rex and Velociraptor still show up, and I'm like, those still fucking hold up. And also, even uh, Gremlins, like, oh yeah, puppets, oh those puppets, and they still hold, up, they still really hold well. up. Even okay, a lot of people don't like Gremlins too. I, it, it, don't get me wrong; it's not as good as the first one. I enjoy Gremlins too for what it is. Even the puppets, uh, puppets in those are fucking good. Fuck, they even had to use stop motion in one of the scenes because there's a there's one of the spoiler alerts. One of the Gremlins, they they're in this weird science lab and they eject him with sun. Like, uh, he can actually go in, oh. the, in the light without burning. And they give him wings and becomes, like, this bat kind of gremlin, <laughs> which is great. So since it's owned by Warner Brothers, he flies through the, uh, like, a window or, like, a wall or whatnot. And it's literally the Batman symbol. <laughs> which I was like, okay, again, you have, like, it's the same thing I say about Ghostbusters 2. You got to take it for what it is. Yes, it's not as good as the first one, but you have to realize everybody was having fun on this fucking movie. So it goes out there, but when it's flying out in the in the in the real in, world in the real what, world, yeah. it's a it's a actually uh, it's all uh, claymation because CGI wasn't around yet. Yeah. So it was like a claymation thing, and it's actually funny because he actually takes it, throws it into like cement, and then it ends up just like getting hardened on like a building, so it just looks like a gargoyle at that point. And oh, I'm like, that's cool! Fucking genius! Like, so they did a great job with that. So this is actually so this has been fun. So of course at San Diego Comic Con this year, uh, we finally got to see. It Yeet! chapter two trailer, which if you haven't checked out yet, fucking terrifying. Uh, the adults and kids are fucking perfect. Uh, we got to see who was who, and you're kind of like, wow, they really they probably hung out with these. Ki-, which I remember reading about that. Uh, probably we even talked about it on early episodes of uh, the Horrorcast. Sorry about that and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's, I think they hung out with their counterparts. Parts, you know, to kind of get a feel for them and stuff of like that, and then they persuaded them and stuff of like that. But yeah, fucking Pennywise is fucking terrifying. terrifying in this movie. He is dreadful, and it's it looks fucking fun. Um, you know what's kind of funny? I was just noticing in this comment or in this uh, article down here, it mentions James McAvoy, and his reference is Glass. And I was just thinking about like. I want to know, I like, I want to see like a bunch of different articles referencing James McAvoy and see which movie they reference him from, because they have Glass, they have Car- Chronicles of Narnia, they have Split, they have uh, fucking like X Men, like there's so many like big things that he's been in, and I'm really curious of like what it's sort of like that whole thing of like what movie do you know um, Tim Curry from. And it's like, what movie do you know James McAvoy from? Well, that's from? true, because the first thing I saw him in uh, was X-Men First Class. Yeah. And then, uh, but then, no, 
that's what I thought I first saw him in. And then I find out he was the fawn in Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe. And I go, wait, what? And then you look it up and go, oh, no, that was the first thing I saw him. But I didn't know who he was until X-Men First Class yeah. kind of thing. I'm like, oh, James McAvoy. Like, just took it as a, he's popular. And then you've seen how his career grows and stuff like that and everything he's been in. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, man's really good at what he does. But then it's funny because now I, I will see his images like they'll pop up or the movie will be playing. Sometimes we're at Chiba Hut and like that movie would be on. I remember it being on one time and I was just all like, Holy shit, that's James fucking McLevoid. Like, <laughs> oh shit, that was the first movie I saw him in. Yeah. So it's very it was the same thing with Bill Hader. Hey, Bill Hader has done a bunch of stuff, like oh, yeah. voice acting. He was on Saturday Night Live and does stuff. So I thought it was really cool that he's gonna be playing uh Richie and everything like that. But yeah, so, so funny story about Bill Hader really quick. So there was a commercial that I saw a while ago where it's this guy who's like, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be for like some sort of laundry detergent commercial or something, but it was really funny because like, I recognized him from Saturday night live. Um, but it's this commercial of like, he's trying to like get over this girl and he's got like a scarf or something that she used and he's like smelling it and she's like, oh my God, it still smells like her. And he's like freaking out about the smell. What? That's not Bill Hader. It's not Bill Hader? Oh. That's the guy from Modern Family. Oh. Eh, That's yeah. the dad from Modern Family. I second wife. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I like him too. He's a funny character. And it's really interesting because I, I'm like, oh, he's hilarious, Modern Family. Then I go back and rewatch The Incredible Hulk and go, oh, shit, he's the boyfriend of Liv Tyler's character in that. Oh, oh dude, like, you find out, like, a bunch of shit he was in before this, and you're just like, but a lot of people don't know him until fucking Modern Family, just like me. Like, yeah. I've seen him in shit before, but that was, like, as dumb as that sounds. He was in movies before he did that, and that was his break. Yeah, that's funny. Which is, like... Which what? is also funny. Like another actor that I feel like you could do that with is, um, oh shoot, uh, James Marsden, because like most people know him from X Men, but he was actually in like a bunch of romantic comedies. Like he was the boyfriend in The Notebook. He was in Twenty Seven Dresses. Well, that's the he funny part. So he was in a uh, uh, in some uh, chick flicks rom coms uh, before X Men. I only knew him because of X Men. And then and then he's done other stuff. And then uh, recently, uh, uh, I finally saw for the first time was uh, Enchantment. Yeah, and really fun movie. But he, I was just like, oh shit! Like he's literally a, like I feel bad now. Like I used to watch like Westworld and be like, aha, Cyclops is getting shot. And now I'm just like, you know, he's kind of he's charming. Yeah, he's a charming guy. Like I'm not gonna like. And this has nothing to do with, like, sexuality or anything like that. But James Marsden, like, he's a guy that I'd be like, if I had the money, I'd just pay him to be at parties because he's that charming. Like, oh, he could yeah. just walk up to people and be like, oh. And then people well, would actually, leave and be like, yeah, who, you're friends with that uh, James? That James boy? He's a charming fella. Which is really funny because my, my cousin that I showed you a picture of earlier, he actually, he went to college with James Marsden. Oh, so they're okay. actually friends. And it's really funny because, like, my aunt will call him Jimmy. I'm like, who's Jimmy? And she's like, oh, Jimmy Marsden. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know that guy. <laughs> Which is sad for me because it's like how bad the Sonic the Hedgehog movie is going to be. Oh, I know. Because already, like, you watch I the, feel bad for James I Marsden I watched the with previews that. with him, and I'm kind of like, he's still charming in that. Yeah, he's still, like, cute and charming. And you're like, I feel bad for you for being in such a crappy movie. Same with the movie Hop. Because, like, actually my friend took a screenshot of, like, him and Hop and him and, uh, um... 
the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yeah. And it's like pretty almost exactly the same shot. And she's like, why James Marsden? I'm like, I know. I'm, okay, look, Jim Carrey's in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. So all I know is they probably just, there's a dump truck of money that just came out. And probably. Like, and he just like, look, Jim Carrey, you haven't been in anything in a while and you haven't played a villain. What do you think? And he's like, yeah, fuck that. Right, yeah. He's like, I don't know. He's like, the last thing I did was the Andy Kaufman uh, documentary, which, if you haven't watched that yet, go ahead and check it out for The Man on the Moon, which is a fantastic movie. Absolutely love it. Andy Kaufman, fucking genius. Uh, but Jim Carrey, like, th- like, it's a very good fucking documentary. But Jim Carrey, like, when he talks about, like, he literally felt the spirit of Andy Kaufman was in him. Because when he's on the set, even not filming or whatnot, Andy Kaufman the entire time. <laughs> Andy Kaufman. Like, the directors almost quit because they couldn't deal with Andy, Andy Kaufman. Kaufman. <laughs> and you sit there going, like, I get it. It's cool. I understand. If you're a method actor and you get really deep into that character but that's the funniest and that's thing you're going to do. Like, I don't know that – I don't think that Jim Carrey was ever a method actor before that's that. That's the thing. And then he's like, as soon as the movie was done, I felt it leave. It, it's me now. Because, like, even during the – in the documentary, he doesn't even break into an Andy Kaufman. So at the end of it, you're kind of like, well, maybe he was right. Maybe it was. Maybe it was like a spiritual thing going, you're the guy. You're huh. the one that needs to do it. Great documentary and stuff like that. But he hasn't done anything since, like, since yeah. that documentary. Like, the last thing he probably did was Dumb and Dumber 2, which, don't me wrong, haven't seen it. Still want to see it because I'm just like, how much money did they give Jeff Daniels <laughs> and fucking Jim Carrey at that point? Seriously. Like, I just want to know. I just want to – I that's – I don't even care about an interview. I just want well, them to sit like- down and just be like – Dumb and Dumber 2. And they're like, yeah, it's a fun film. It's a great film. Coming back so many years. No, no, no. How much? This is the only question I'll ever ask. And you guys can leave right after you answer it. How much did they back up to your fucking driveway? How, what was it? How many dump trucks for both of you? Like, seriously. Because literally, <laughs> fucking, you were in the newsroom. You were in a show about political. Yeah. And, oh, no joke. When I saw the newsroom trailer, and this is when they were showing HBO shit, like, in the movies, like, before you saw the trailers. So they showed this. And right when that trailer ended, he does this speech about how we're, oh, not, the, we're, we're not the greatest country in the world. And yeah. this is why I did not. I saw that. And this was the first time I gave a fuck about anything with politics and stuff like that. I was just like, fuck. And I watched the newsroom. I didn't think I would. And I was like, I'm checking that out. As soon yeah. as I get a chance, I'm checking out the newsroom. And I fucking loved it. Fan-fucking-tastic. Like, but you're it's like... He was on the last season of the newsroom. Like he is smart and he is you know, really good. Riveting, yeah. great actor. And then you give him, he comes back for Dumb and Dumber Juice. I'm just like, how much? And That's all I want to know. It could be. How much? I don't know if it was necessarily so much the money, though. Honestly, Maybe it, it could might come, have just it, been it, like it, they it, just enjoy doing it. It just could have been just like they looked at each other and be like, let's do it. Yeah. Let's just round out the story. Because honestly, it's I feel so like, many years later. People are doing it. Fuck it. Let's just, you know, I, do it. And it, could, like, and it could honestly be that. Yeah. And I feel like that's probably the reason. Reason why James Marsden does as many movies that he, as he does is I think he just enjoys. He might the just job. enjoy it. He just enjoys acting, and like that's why I like like James Marsden and James McAvoy and like all these incredible actors that we're getting now. Like they they throw themselves into the character and they enjoy playing the character. Like with. Uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Like he enjoyed being Tony Stark, and he was like, "This is like a com-. basically." He was like, "This is the comic book version of me, and I'm going to throw myself into it." And it was amazing. And like, I don't know of anybody else who could portray uh, Tony Stark anymore, just because like he did such a good job with it. Sorry, we are like way off track. 
Uh, no, you're good. I was actually going to jump into the uh, uh, the another news that came out during uh, Phoenix Comic Con or hmm. San Diego Comic Con. Uh, Halloween sequel set to film in North Carolina with Jamie Lee Curtis returning to the franchise. Woo! Uh, not only is she could be coming back, um, but uh, everybody it seems like is coming back for this. So this is actually taking place after. Uh, the Halloween we just saw back in 2018. Okay. Uh, these two new movies, are, there are actually going to be two of them. And I, I want to find the... Fu- oh, it took me to another fucking page. I'm trying to find... Okay, so Halloween Kills mm-hmm. is set to come out October 16, 2020. And then a year later, this is what I was like, okay, this is cool. So you have Halloween, the original... Then you have this new one that's supposed to be the one that takes place right after that one, like so many years later. What was it, 20, 30 years later? No. Yeah, no, 30 years later, because I, I forgot they did H2O. So this one comes out, Halloween Kills, and then the ne- last one, and I think it's going to be the last one, and I'm like, good for you guys. Do four, finish out your story, you have a plan, Halloween ends. Huh. And I'm like, October 5th, 2021. Nice. So this is going to be uh, Jamie Lee Curtis return to the screen, responding her role in, from 2018. Uh, so yeah, so I'm excited. Like, don't get me wrong, I fucking, I really wish that would have won something because, oh and God. not okay. Don't like be the wrong. Scene the, in the basement. Like the story, the story is like a basic horror story, but it 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 revolves around such an iconic character that it just set that mood. And no yeah. joke, we saw the movie in October. I left that theater, and right when I was walking out, like, thinking about it, to me, and we live in Arizona, walking out of that theater, I was like, it's fall now. Yeah. Like, that movie had, and especially with the first Halloween, it just has that fall, like, it just Atmosphere. feels like fall. There's no sign of winter. Mm-hmm. There's no summers, long gone kind of thing, and it's just like... This is fall right before we're going to get into Thanksgiving and the holidays and stuff like that. It's so right it's just smack like, in the middle of fall. Right smack in the middle of fall. And it was just so much. It was just so interesting. And uh, that that's literally what that movie took me to. And just I just felt like the cinematography, just how they shot stuff, just everything. And, the, and like the story is not like anything like, oh, my God, exploding. But it's it's a good story. It's wrapping up this this terror, this thing, and they built this thing, and they and they literally took this guy who's obviously uh, probably in his 50s at this point, maybe his 60s, but he still just has this burning hatred of, I'm going to murder. Yeah. I'm just going to go out and murder. And guess what? Motherfucker doesn't even miss a beat. Yeah. Like, literally, he just comes into that, when he finally gets back it's to like, town, it's just like, I'm home, and he's just like, doing his shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Such a good fucking movie. God, it's, it's my, on. My favorite scene is First still. Off, we're, gonna, like, we're gonna have to watch that again. I know it's on HBO Go right now. We have to watch that again. Yeah, especially just still like the scene in the basement with the daughter. It was still my so favorite good. fucking part. Oh yeah, I love that. Well, even the thing where like okay, he goes to the car place, like the mechanic shop. Oh Boom, yeah, there's his blue suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slaughters a couple of people there and some of that. Doesn't even have the mask yet. Then he gets the mask, and then I love it because then it's like him walking in, and it's like all the kids trick or treating, and he's just kind of like, and then he fucking goes in the house, and then it's just you're just watching him do shit. Yeah, that was that was amazing. And cinematography. it's just like boom, 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 and a lot of the that's the funny part. A lot of the kills were off screen. Yeah, just like the original. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, it was just so much fun. So I'm really hoping it's Blumhouse is still attached. Uh, I think they're going to end this out pretty good, but I have a feeling I hope this works because I'm really hoping that. We get people going, all right, 
Let's do another Friday the 13th, taking place right after that one, so many years later, and then they can round out the story that maybe they wanted to finally do. Yeah. Because if you think about it, you had Halloween and Halloween 2, and Halloween 2 takes place on the same night right after the incidents of Halloween. Then you get Halloween 3. A lot of people, right when it came out, not their favorite because it was called Season of the Witch, had nothing to do with Michael Myers, but if you actually remove the Halloween from it and just leave it Season of the Witch... Looks out of its own movie, has nothing to do with any of that franchise. Not a bad movie. Actually, interesting movie. You're just like, that's pretty fucked up. And I'm surprised no one has decided, why don't we just take this and make this into a one-shot movie and see how it does. Yeah. But that's just on me. I'll tell you this. If I ever get a job at Blumhouse, fuck. I don't even need a job at Blumhouse. Just someone give me a job. I'll fucking write that script. Because I can pretty much take that entire same concept and make it fucking freaky. And people be like, Season of the Witch. Fucking freaky. Then you get Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. But Jamie Lee Curtis, obviously, she was made it big, didn't want to come back. Understandable. Get it? Totally. They had to bring in someone else, and she has a daughter. And you're kind of like, okay, and you take it for what it is. And it's not a bad movie. So the way you said it, you're like, she has a daughter. And it well, reminded me of uh, Eddie Izzard. Oh. Like how he would say, he has a daughter. daughter. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm super stoked. I thought it was really cool, uh, like news coming out of Comic-Con. Like I was all like, I know they were planning on doing another one, but now they're like, we're doing back-to-back, and then it's probably done. And I'm kind of like, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like, I think that's a good, like, that's a fun thing where, like, you know there's going to be a generation who's going to see the first Halloween and then the one from 2018 and these two, and that's going to be their Halloween series. But then you're going to get a chance, if you have kids or whatnot into horror, you're going to be all like, let me show you something. And you're going to show them the original one, and then you're going to be like, no, 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 this is Halloween part two. And they're going to be like, yeah, I've already seen it. No, no, no. This is a This happens on the same night. And they're yeah. going to be like, wait, what? And you're going to get to kind of show them a little piece of, like, horror movie, like, history. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. Because it's like with Child's Play. You have all these Child's Play movies, but now the new one came out. So you know there's going to be a generation that sees that, and there's going to be a group that, like, this is my Latches Chucky. Onto, yeah. And then you're going to be like, oh, let me show you something. And you're going to show them something from the original, and they're going to be like, oh, my God, this is amazing, you know, kind of thing. So I, I like this kind of stuff. I think it's always great. I think it's cool getting new audience and stuff. Because for all we know, Halloween, that movie, that was their first Halloween movie. And now they're going like, oh, this is a sequel? And they're going to go back. Yeah. They're going to research. Or, you know, for what I, you know, some people, their probably first Halloween movie could have been the Rob Zombies. Oh, yeah. One and two. And they're like, these are my Halloweens. But it, it's just a cool, like, kind of uh, <laughs> concept of just, like, how everything works. Is it, wow, I got really nostalgia there anymore. But yeah. I'm going to break it down now. So this is interesting. Mm-hmm. So uh, this uh, morning, Variety ran an article on uh, a Baba Balboa Balboa Productions, uh, the company uh, run by uh, Sylvester Stallone and Brandon Aftergood, that uh, the duo hopes to make a Blumhouse uh, of action films. In other words, they want to champion a new voice and fresh action material and then article touch upon a few project they're currently doing. But it looks like... Uh, so the guy who directed The Nun, huh? Uh, and Sylvester Stallone want to do a like uh, Sylvester Stallone fighting fucking monsters. Interesting. And yeah, start director doing- Corin Hardy. He uh, made his feature debut with a monster movie, The Hallow, back in 2015. More recently, directed last year's The Nun, uh, and the movie's going to be called Arcane. Um, 
really, we want to just call it, you know, uh, Rocky, you know, versus uh, Frankenstein. You yes. Know, it was going to be good. You know, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, was uh, going to play, you know, uh, the, the Frankenstein, you know, monster. Oh, so interesting uh, connection there. Uh, Sylvester Stallone says, I like stories that deal with modern day mythology, which is pretty much what Marvel is. You take situations like the trope of the loner, the stranger in town, and you watch him cope with the forces that be. To me, that's very intriguing. That plays out in the genesis of the Western all the way out to the horror genre. I was like, that's, I've never really made the connection between Westerns and horror movies before. uh, You know, I I ride up in a town, you know, and uh, fucking, you know, fucking uh, Frankenstein monster's there. And he's all like, I'm a monster because, you know, I'm being played behind, you know, Schwarzenegger. Ah, you know, I, I do a lot of, do a lot of that. Yeah, okay, yeah, we get it. Then, you know, I have to fight you, you know? And I'm all like, hey, we we going to box? And you're like, we box. We box right now. We get to the chopper and we box. And, you know, then it's, then it's just a montage of, you know, me, like, training. I will and, say the uh, one mistake that I feel like he's making is pulling the director from The Nun because I don't know if the issue was the script or the direction of The Nun movie, but that was not a very good movie. Well, that's what I'm curious about. So you have you have James Wan, yes. writes, directs, Conjuring. Yeah, he produced The Nun. Well, Conjuring 2. He did Conjuring 1 and 2, did he not? That, that's what I'm saying. Okay. okay, okay. Sorry, go ahead. James, James Wan, who directed Conjuring 1 and 2 and wrote them. So he makes this character menacing. Yes. Blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. Now, you get James Wan producing, and he sees a director who did The Hollows, and probably, you know, he's like, let's get this guy. I think he would do a great job at directing. Now, let's put it this way. Now, if we look at the directing of that movie, actually, it's really fucking good. Like, don't get me wrong, where all the scares were and stuff like that. Now, my problem with The Nun was the writing... Because the character was so much more menacing in The Conjuring 2 than he felt in his own movie. Now, you have whoever wrote it, and then you also have... um, Oh, shit, what was I getting at? Um, Director? Well, no, no, that's what I'm trying to say. Do we fault the director, or do we fault the writing for it? Because I felt like the director... Okay, and that's the other, and the person who cut that trailer, because the guy who oh, cut yeah. the trailer literally showed you everything that happened, and then when you finally saw the movie, you were like, oh, this stuff is not that menacing, because I've already seen this before, yeah. like, kind of thing. So I'm curious if, like, was it just because of that that ba- badness or whatnot? Now, let's put it this way. If you think about The Nun, The Nun is a little bit more action-packed than most of those Conjuring movies and Annabelle movies. They that's actually true. had people actually fighting that's against this being. Now... Take that with Sylvester Stallone, who wants to do more kind of an action horror film. I think you're going to match made in heaven right there. Because yeah, if, the if the director knows how to do action and he's handed a script that doesn't really have, have action yeah. and you have to kind of fake the action. Yeah, that's a good point. So I'm not yeah, sure I like- I'm not sure who to blame on The Nun, whether it's I- going to blame the director or the writers on that. It but might have just been like a bad match. Because, it could like, have been. Because like, I feel like they like in the, the, the Conjuring 2, the reason why The Nun was so menacing was partially the writing and partially like 
just like the lighting, the lighting, and, like, the how they presented it. Yeah, like the cinematography was the creepiest part about the nun in that scene because like there's a scene where like she's in the office and you can't tell if the nun is a painting or if she's actually there. And it's creepy as hell, and I'm getting goosebumps even talking about that scene because that scene really so I freaks want me that. out. Um, I want that painting. So. No. Um, <laughs> okay, fine. You can put it in the closet in here. Um, but I the, want it it's down like, a hall. It, no. That just stares at you. Absolutely not. Um, so, but like the issue, like, but yeah, it's like, is it the, and actually, it's actually the issue of like the lighting and the cinematography in The Nun that's the problem. Is it the directing or is it the writing? Because it actually, like, those are the three things that combine to make The Nun so freaky in The Conjuring 2. So then it's like, well, which, like, where did the, like, where did the ball get dropped in the movie The Nun? Yeah, no, I don't I don't know, but I'm like to me I'm just like yeah, cuz right now when you talk about horror action films is uh we haven't had some of those in a while. We've had our Hellboys. Yeah, that's true. I yeah. would say the last one would probably be the new remake of Hellboy. Uh you also have your your Van Helsing, that was a kind of like a horror action film. Yeah. Uh The Mummy. Oh, horror yeah. action films. Yeah. Uh but it's just like we don't really get too many of those. I mean, actually one's coming to Netflix. Uh, Zack Snyder is directing it. Uh, Dave Batista's in it. Um, yeah, we talked about this a while ago. Yeah, but I can't remember what it is. I don't know if they've actually given a name oh, on okay. it. It's just uh, they just shot a, the first shot of it or whatnot. But yeah, so yeah, I'm intrigued. Uh, I'm like, yeah, just uh, like on, like I'll put it this way, and people can call me out on it and tell me I'm wrong. But let's just say, say if you take everybody from the Expendables, okay, <laughs> okay. Put them in an area where now they have to fight Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, the Wolfman, um, you know, the mummy, all these horror tropes. Like they're put, this town got taken over or like something's going to happen in this eclipse or whatnot. If the eclipse finally hits, Dracula regains all of his powers, all these people will be at, and you send in this team to go fuck with them. How fun would that movie be? That would You be. have a horror action movie of just like you, you're going to take it for what it is. It's going to be like a shitty story, just like, oh, we got to save the world? All right, we're in, and some of that. But just watch, just think about it. Sylvester Stallone, like, fighting, like, a fucking, like, werewolf. <laughs> or fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger taking on, like, Dracula. Like, to me, I'm just like, I fucking like to just see him be like, punch him in the face. And then, like, Dracula just looks at him and be like, that didn't hurt at all. And he'd be like, well, you know what? I always ordered my steaks medium rare. And then, like, he's, you know, oh, it's, it fucking writes itself, god damn it. Oh, and uh, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, fuck, he was an Italian job. He was. Oh, in, yeah, uh, uh, J- uh, Jason Statham. Yeah, Jason Statham fighting the Invisible Man. Yeah. All right, I can't see where you're right, you know what I mean? Because, like, you can pretty but much I can have sense the. You. Well, you could have the exact same thing where, like, he, like, has to listen and figure out where he has to throw the damn knife to, you know kill it it would be better you no know, this is a perfect part it's like the invisible man shows up and he's just all like he's like all right we're gonna play marco polo <laughs> and disappears and jason Sands is just like all right and he's like you hear the marco he's like Pow. and it's like you think he's there and he's like kind of doing something finally closes his eyes and one guy's like before he even says it like he just does this film of like you can see like the the cgi of like oh, the yeah, air yeah. Or whatnot and the guy's like about to say marco and he just goes polo polo <laughs> Fuck, God damn it, the movie right. I swear to God. 
fucking swear to God, if this movie gets made within the next, like, ten years, I'm going to be fucking pissed I didn't get any money for it. <laughs> God damn it, this movie writes it. Fucking Chuck Norris in this movie. God damn it. I put Wesley Snipes in this fucking movie. Ooh. Get every one of my 80s, like, fucking 90s action stars and just, like, have them fight oh, goddamn yeah. monsters. Fucking fantastic. Bruce Willis. Oh, dude, I totally, even though oh, he's yeah. an asshole, I totally bring him back. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's the reason why we love Bruce Willis is because he is an asshole. Oh, shit, dude. Can you think of a movie that he's, or a movie or a show that he's not a bit of an asshole? But who do I make Dracula? Ooh. Well, you could always pull what's-his-name who already played Dracula in Dracula Untold. No. No? I already found Dracula. Oh? Who? This is where it gets good. Okay, this is where the movie gets good. So you get all these action stars. Oh, I just thought of a nostalgic person, but sure, go ahead. Mine's nostalgic as well. Okay. Christopher Watkins. Oh, oh, you went that route. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. And See, now I even get even better. So, uh, Wolfman, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> uh, See, I the person that I was going to pick for Dracula was actually going to be Ian McKellen. In- Invisible Man. Uh, um... I don't know who you're thinking of. No, I ha- I see him. I see him. Uh, Liam Neeson. Really? Oh yeah. No, I, I'm I'm putting I'm putting like the new action stars as like the monsters, huh. and the old action stars going against them. So you can get some kick-ass fucking battles because everybody knows how to choreograph like all that That's kind of true. shit. Yeah, that would be so much fun to see that kind of shit. Like Keanu Reeves like fighting against like Sylvester Stallone. But, like, Keanu Reeves, like, because you look at Sylvester Stallone, yeah, he's a built guy and everything. Keanu Reeves, yeah, he's built, but he's very slender. Yeah. But then you make him, like, the Wolfman kind of thing, and I'd put him in the fucking, like, makeup and shit. Like, not CGI, like, literally, like, full makeup fucking Wolfman, like, back in, like, the 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 old, like, 60s fucking shit. Like, oh, my God, that'd be amazing, like, watching them choreograph a fight together and shit like that. Oh, God damn it. Oh. See, my thought. Oh, God, I'm so fucking hard right now. Oh. See, my thought with uh, Dracula is have Ian McKellen play him because Ian McKellen was in uh, Lord of the Rings with Christopher Lee, who played Dracula. Okay, that's good. Okay, then I will take Christopher Walken's... Oh, Christopher Walken... No, Christopher Walken's uh, Invisible Man. See, yes. There we go. Uh, Then we do... uh, Who do we have for Invisible Man? Oh, Liam Neeson. I say Liam Neeson is... uh, Actually, it'd be really funny to do Liam Neeson as Wolfman since there was that movie that he, like... (laughs) Where he killed wolves. (laughs) Yes. Fuck, then who's Keanu Reeves going to be? Mummy, I guess? Oh, actually, that would work. Yeah, if he was I'm not mummy? feeling it, no. but okay. Well, no, because... Uh, like, you know what? The movie's scrapped. It's over. All right. If anyone takes his idea, I hope you make it better than I could ever do it. Well, you could just kick out Ian McKellen again. It's fine. No, I kind of want to put him in there because I think he would be a good Dracula, but... All right. Anyways, I think the show's done. It's capped. Oh, I ruined it. Sorry. No, I didn't ruin it. I am just ran out of steam. <laughs> and now I think I'm, I'm not very good at writing stuff, so... No, you're very uh, good at writing no, stuff. We're you just... Anyways, uh, so uh, I'm Steva. And I'm whoever I said earlier. And until next time... Carpe Noctum.
This has been another fine production of the 4 Radio Network. For more good shows, check out www.4radio.com. <laughs> Who will play the Crypt Keeper? Oh.